Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wolves Fancast. In attendance tonight, um, you're listening to Hoops and uh, I'm delighted to be joined by, um, I was going to say three wise men because it's Christmas, but then I looked around and, <laughs> and thought not. But no, um, to my right, although I mean nothing to anyone listening, so you'll have to trust me on that. Hello Rich. Hello everyone. And then we've got Andy. Hello. And also Matt. Hello. So, um, how are we gents? We all good? Good. Good. Great. Cold, yeah, but cold. Yeah. We're, all, we're, we're cold, and we'll kind of come on to that in a minute in terms of why. Well, you'll probably know because it's bloody freezing at the moment, and we're kind of, um, I was going to say filming on location, but that makes us <laughs> sound really <laughs> fucking pretentious, and we're not. Um, but we're actually doing this from um, AFC Wolfroonian's um, committee room, I believe this mm. is called. Um, so, big thank you to AFC Wolfroonian's, um, fantastic local club. And um, check them out online. We'll put some posts there, kindly letting us um, uh, come in out of the the cold and record today. Um, we're coming up to Christmas. Um, quick icebreaker question: Have you all got your Christmas trees up? Yeah, yes. We're well, okay. well and truly involved in our house. Decorations mm. on inside and outside, and the horrible competitive nature of my wife's in full swing to try and beat the neighbours and you know, decorations. <laughs> so, well Keep and truly, the in, in in the guy household, they're they're well and truly up. No, I've not put no. anything up, and I probably won't. I thought that. Yeah, I thought yeah, yeah. yeah. man. If anyone in the group is bound to be me, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't bother. Yeah. I would have thought, I mean, um, good, you know, revelation from Matt there, I would have thought Stu. I just think Stu's Mr. Christmas. It feels like uh, the, yes. yeah. on the 29th of November, sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, well, it? we recorded around his, was it last week? Oh, no, it was, we went to the cinema with Stu, didn't I? Um, mm. When I dropped him off, I went past his mum's, and he spent two hours putting up all of her decorations outside. And he's done his own house. That's and it, his whole street is just like the guys. It's very much just trying to one-up the next door neighbour. <laughs> well, we recorded... I'm, I'm sure it wasn't even the pre-Braga game. It was a podcast before that. And he had um, decorations were up and starting to... Yes, I think he out, did, so. didn't he? Yeah. yeah, he does love it, doesn't he? Yeah, he's all in. Bless him. And shift all lights. You've not been invited to switch them on this year? Not yet. <laughs> I think 2020 is my year. <laughs> but they do look all right. Uh, look better than last year. Um they. Yeah, I went. Where did I go recently? I went, we went to Stafford, and those lights were terrible. The the lights looked sad. Yeah, you know, and I don't know if it was a snowflake effect, but they looked really sad. It was really depressing. But the ones in walls don't look too bad. I went there in the week, mm. and they've got like these inflatable snowmen and so forth. And I met Santa this week as well. That oh, looks nice. Oh. Five pound. Yeah, wow. <laughs> it was a nice Santa. It's a dear do, isn't it? Yeah. Got a yeah. escapes no one. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually seeing Santa a week on Friday at Schiffnell Library, Ooh. which sounds as bleak as it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Libraries, do they exist? We're recording this in 20 years' time. They'll be like, a library? You've got to support, <laughs> you've <laughs> got to, listen, you've got to support your local community. Yes. And if, if uh, anything happening on Thursday will teach us anything, then... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you've got to keep them oh, where you can. I know. I thought, oh, how long I, would it be for the politics chapter? I was going to say, I was oh. like, it's Hoops' first <laughs> show. Should I let him off? Yeah. Or do we mention Corbin being at Molyneux? It, no. But no, we'll, 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 yeah. we'll let you off. And we'll kind of skirt, skirt over that one. I, 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 there isn't long enough, is there? Um, but yeah, we've, we've all seen the pictures. Um, I'm going to leave it there. Um, okay, let's get on to football matters. So um, this weekend, uh, saw Wolves extend their unbeaten uh, run in the league and uh, they came away with a Desmond 2-2. 
um, at Brighton. So we'll go into the weeds in a little bit in terms of the individual talking points of the game. But just as an overview, um, I'll ask the question, I think, what Cody was asked, and it's such a cliche question, was it a point gained or two points dropped? What do we think on that, Matt? Do you want to pick that one first? Oh, it's so hard to say because in any scenario where you come back from a position, a losing position, it should normally feel like, um, you know, it should feel harmonious and that we've actually gained points. But if you look at just the amount of chances that we had, um, Jota especially on his own could have had four or five. Um, it does have an air of a disappointing feel about it, only due to the a the amount of chances we have and then the goals that we did concede. And I know we'll get onto that with a bit more shortly. It does feel like two points dropped to me, just the sheer amount of chances that we had. I think that's a fair assessment, to be honest. When you look at the not only the chances we had, but the quality of chances we had. I know I'm going to go into uh, XG now, which isn't everybody's favourite. But when you looked at the XG of the chances we had, they were far superior to Brighton's. We should have won that game. So for anyone listening, XG, was it expected goals? Expected goals. goals. Yeah. So every every opportunity you have is ranked out of 1.0. Mm-hmm. The better the chance, the closer to 1.0 it is. So we were kind of above par, really, or, or below par in terms of a point then. We should have been expected. Well, uh, we, I think the problem is, is they scored that wonder strike from Morpay. So really, we should have won by one goal. Okay. Is what the stats bore out. Yeah, I mean, it's similar to these guys. You almost got to be a bit disappointed because of the potential offering that there was. That we went one nil up deservedly, and then all of a sudden they just switched off for two minutes and found themselves two one down. And it didn't feel like a game where we should have been losing. And then. Almost to go in at half time, it was a bit surreal because you'd always had like the complete, you know, 360 convey of emotions. And we're sort of just, okay, okay. And it's also second half. Like, nothing really felt like it happened. It was almost like both teams were a bit scared because they'd conceded two already. Neither team wanted to fully go out and express themselves because they were almost scared that. Both teams knew that they could happily score against one another. So I was like, okay, well, just need to be a bit more cautious here. And it felt the second half just... A bit of a non-entity, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, so it was like... Both, I know, it felt like both teams just didn't quite know how to express themselves second half. So if you just almost go off the first half then, we had more than enough chances to put the game away in a similar way that, uh, you know, against Bournemouth away, where we had the chances. But we could have, like been three and a look, four and a look by half time of that game and we just mm. didn't close the game out and that's the frustration. By those two minutes of madness. Yeah. It was just controlled throughout and yeah. that's the most frustrating thing for me. And do you think in terms of just, just listening to there in terms of the second half, because uh, it was a very laboured performance second half and I don't know um, if you saw the comments, I think we commented on uh, the WhatsApp group from Soonis, uh, Graham mm. Soonis, who was commentating. And I had a chat about this this week because he mentioned the fact that Wolves looked tired. 
And I kind of thought that was probably a lazy thing to say because it seems like the narrative will always be if you don't win this game or if your performance is... You're obviously tired. You're playing too many games. It's just 28th game. But do you agree? Do you think Wolves looked tired in that second half? I think it's an oversimplification Mm. of the situation. Mm. And looking at Wolves this season, we've dropped off, not physically, but mentally, weirdly, at the start of games that... You know, when we've been conceding goals, it's been in the first half, and it's almost taken us a bit of a while to work our way into the game and find their footsteps in it. Um, but it felt almost like on Saturday that they weren't quite sure if they wanted to kind of push themselves that extra 10, 20% to go out and win the game when they know they've got a, a slightly meaningless game, shall we say, on Thursday. Mm. Yeah. And then a big game on Sunday, and it was like, actually, you know what? We'll take a point away from home, and if we get a chance on the breakthrough trail, Ray, then fantastic. But you know, let's not try and you know throw a kitchen sink at it. And you know, for don't get me wrong, from someone watching the game, that's pretty frustrating that you've paid good money and you sort of see your team not quite want to give it them all, give it their all, and sort of just manage out the situation that they're in. But I can see why they kind of just pulled back a little bit just to make sure that they kind of preserve themselves a bit more. Regarding kind of like Sunez's comments, I think it's more down to, personally for me, him having to fulfil his role as a pundit that doesn't have a nice thing to say about anybody. And that's his role and that's what people expect from him. He's and a heel. He's uh, a heel, he's a heel <laughs> yeah. pundit. You know what I mean? He's the, he's the colour guy. He doesn't have to... Yeah. He, he's not there to, to make everybody look good. And I think it's such an easy, cliched thing to say, mm. walls are tired, walls are tired, because people who don't watch us week in, week out can quite easily believe it because of the amount of games we've played. And, mm. you know, instead of having to do a real deep dive into you know, how we actually play. It's just an easy thing to say. Mm. Um, in terms of us playing and a, a, a different game, and it is a completely different result, that that result doesn't happen every time those two teams play. So I just think that in terms of us being tired and, and lacking ideas and, and, and that, this is the one game I didn't actually feel that we were that creatively stifled. I just no. think it was a case that on another day, Jot scores that one-on-one, you know, on another day, Cody doesn't fall asleep, you know, and loses his man. And for Sunes with those comments, I think it's just a little lazy. I was going to personally. say, yeah. speaking of Sunes, um, his comments post-match and sort of, I know sort of we've made sort of a note to sort of briefly mention it in the running order about um, sort of about um, him attending Brighton Pride and sort of the positive impact that's kind of had on him. And like, sounds a bit bad, but it's like of all pundits, this, you know, Aging straight white male to sort of um, sort of kind of express those positive views were great, especially sort of in the light. I believe sort of a couple of fans got arrested, was it? Or yeah, sort of two fans tried. arrested on um, alleged homophobia. Yeah, and like chance. I think you know, we sort of chatted about it before, and you know, it's just, there's no there's no place for it in football. There's no place for it in society, and you know, it's good for kind of the club have acted quickly. But I think it's so odd. I was going to say with someone like Sunes to kind of. Weirdly, I mean, it was a weekend for it in terms of uh, footballers and soapboxes with um, society statements. But uh, yeah, because it, it, I, I was going to say, almost have a bit of a shit sandwich with Sunes, but the other way around. He made a comment about Jimenez after the, um, 
I think he sort of said something after Jota's goal where he sort of used the outside of his boot and it was like, oh, he's got a bit lucky there. Sort that of thing. really pissed me off. And it was like, off. yeah. Oh, to be fair, part of me, a really small part of me, is like, why isn't he using his left foot there? Because it's like, you know, is he is he that one footed? We ask you. It's like, no, it's just a really good cross in. <laughs> yeah, he said there was, he got lucky there. Because of because of playing his outside with his right foot, like, there's no look there. <laughs> no, he meant to do that. It yeah. fell directly it's not like to the he scu- It's he not like to. he was like he scuffed it. Um, yeah, it was a perfect. He, pass. Scu- he scuffed a twenty yard inside pass. Um, yeah, strange I, that was. I, yeah. I think as well, just to, just to add to that, and I think sort of what Matt was referencing as well, just frustrate me when I do see. Um, and I, it, we won't go too far off the tangent here, but. While, while we're on that theme, you know, pundits who basically are employed and are on very good wages and they just throw out the most simplistic of narratives yeah. about teams if you're not in the, the, the top four. Um, but just going into a little bit more detail um, about the, the game itself, uh, we mentioned Jota uh, and I think he really, you know, needs a mention because, you know, I'll be honest, um, on the, the group chat uh, which we referenced and I'm sure a lot of people listening probably felt the same, I was angling for him to get a rest on the weekend because I looked at Jota as someone who was so frustrated. I look in the way in which he plays and nothing was seen to go going his way. So, yeah, a chat on Jota, guys, because, you know, we talk about the chance by all means at 1-0, but really good to see him get, get back into the goals. I think when you look at his performances leading up to, to this weekend, the effort was there, but he was always... If anything, too much effort. It was always that, let's just beat this one last man and then not out the shot. Or he wants to score the perfect goal almost. And it was it was getting to that point where he thought he needs to come out of the team just to take that pressure off him mm. a little bit. So for him to finally break the duck. And and it was such a... Well, Jimenez put it on a plate for him, didn't he? It was one of those where he couldn't miss. And I think the, uh, the, the sense of relief was palpable for him. And obviously you then saw him... His his whole game after that point, he was playing with a lot more freedom after mm. them. Yeah, I mean it was definitely like a tenacious performance. He's like a little Jack Russell nipping mm-hmm. at the heels of uh, of his defenders. Um, it was just yeah, I mean, it was set up for him really beautifully, but he had to put the work in to make to you know to make the run and put the afterburners on. Um, once he'd uh, pass the ball out and you know I think everybody's just delighted to see because it's not for a lack of effort that he hasn't been scoring. Yeah, it's 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 a case of. Sometimes been unlucky. Sometimes not releasing the ball when he should, and sometimes not taking the shot when he good when he could. And he's looking for that that Michael Owen finish where he runs past about six or seven players. But you know, I think everyone's just delighted that he's you know back on the score sheet. Yeah, I don't think there's like any major criticisms of Jota apart from the fact he isn't scoring because you say it's not for lack of trying, and he's never someone who goes hiding as well. I think it's difficult because he's not someone who gets an awful lot of assists and the formation worked really well for him in the championship and it's not quite happened for him in a free up front in the Premier League um, you know he always did better when it was two up front but that doesn't get the best out of majority of players so mm. it's kind of good to see him kind of finding his feet slowly but surely in that position and getting goals because you know for him he needs to make sure he's got the output because he knows now that Catrone is going to be snapping at his heels. Um, and it was a, it was the exact response you want from him, um, you know, because there are lots of calls. And to be fair, including from myself, who said maybe if Catrone run out um, against Brighton, he's, you know, he's given us 15 minutes, he's scored a goal. 
why why not um but you know nuno's very loyal to that starting you know group of players and he's not going to make changes off the back of you know again it's not that jot has been playing awfully it's just not it's almost like the xg is just not quite in his favor at the moment mm. um so you know i think it's it's really good for him that he's kind of found found you know back of the net a couple of times and he's also someone who seems to be quite a streaky player as well um, yeah. and so as soon as he's got a couple of goals that will probably set him up for fingers crossed a pretty good um you know december january period you know we saw that last year because it was this time last year yeah. wasn't it when we were mm. myself and hoops were at chelsea in the uh, in the corporate and uh, that mm. was when he finally broke his uh, his, his bad streak last season so he does seem to like a December. So I'm hoping yeah. this will be. Uh... It might just be really festive. Yeah. Maybe. Or well, he hates Christmas. Well, and that's why he likes being out. Do you, know. do you know the the only thing I'll say on on, on Jota on a lighter note, or perhaps not a lighter note, he never looks happy. I, I don't know. He, he looks he looks a player where I, I was watching the game and I was like, is that player at school where if you don't pass to him, he seems the most petulant player. <laughs> yeah. You know, he does go down easy. Let's be See, honest. And he does get wound up very easy, so I was just pleased for him to get a goal. But even I think when he got that goal, he seemed pissed off about See, it all, didn't he? it's weird, because, you know, I'll drag Sunus up again. But you can imagine he'd be the exact sort of player. Sunus would love to have in, like a team he's managing. And uh, he must be a player that you bloody hate as an away fan. You must be calling him every name under the sun. But you wouldn't think twice about having him in your team if you you know, low half of the Premier League, without a doubt. He's that little terrier, as, as Matt referred yeah. to, his knees, that niggly one at the, you know, always in the refs here and always sort of he, on he, the He edge, just play yeah. on that edge, doesn't he? Yeah. That, yeah. yeah where he's, he's only been, just, he's, just the right side of aggressive. Yeah, and he's only really been caught out once in terms of, you know, sending off in the, um, in the Europa League early this year, where he, he's, yeah, he treads that line so well and he can rile up the opposition no end. Um, you know, it's weird because he does it, he, he rolls up the opposition, but in a different way to Traore, who, uh, again, like, I, I'm sure I read somewhere like Jack Grealish is the most foul player in the Premier League. Or, well, he wins the most free kicks in the Premier League. Yeah, that, that's a different that's a, stat, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But Traore must be pushing up those numbers because, my word, at that second half, um, I know I sort of talk about, you know, we're just sort of sitting back and trying to get him on the break. And our outlet was Traore in the space behind six foot seven Dan Burn at left back, <laughs> but I I don't quite understand how Dan Burn made it through the game because you know that that sort of double foul from Burn and Dunk, like he booked the wrong one. He, he booked the wrong mm. one, but they were both bookings, and I don't you know that in theory the first one was an advantage, and the second one was. You know, a horrendously cowardly, like, it was almost like a big man challenge because, like, he'd already gone past one. So he was like, I'm just going to clear you out. And, you know, the, the ref was more than justified to give them both a book. And I don't quite know why he didn't. Because then when you look at the next one, he wasn't attempting to go for the ball. He he was just trying to clean him out. And that, well, to be fair, both of them were not even, like, looking like he was trying to get to the ball. And... <clears throat> I'm not saying he should have been sent off for either foul, but there's surely a bit of grey area now. And remember we had it against Swansea in the Cup a couple of years ago where, you know, if you're making no attempt for the ball, 
then effectively you're just kicking another human being. Yeah. If, and isn't if, that just violent yeah, combat? If it's cynical or it's a quote-unquote professional foul, yeah. it's always a booking in my opinion. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I completely agree with you in that I can't understand, you know, how he can be allowed to get away with that. Mm. But again, are you allowed to review on a yellow? No. 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 And they review the... every red card, but they don't do the yellows. No. We'll see. Uh, and like, it, it's a surely, it shouldn't take... Okay. We shouldn't take a VAR review on it anyway, no, to be fair. No. I mean, it's right on the side. I'm sure it was right in front of the subs benches. So you've got the fourth official there. You've got the linesman there. I genuinely, like, you know, we won't sort of talk VAR too much because there's no real instance on it for Wolves this weekend. But you've got four officials on that pitch, of which three of them are nearby. Hmm. Why can't the fourth official just say, that that's two bookings You've there. missed that. Because yeah. I don't... I don't quite get the, you know, oh, it might like damage the ref's ego or whatever. It's not saying he's done something wrong, but actually it's happened quite quickly for a ref. He's then got Lewis Dunk in his ear. He's having to sort of marshal on a physio for Troy Ray. There's quite a lot happening and I can kind of see how it gets missed in a way. Yeah. But yeah, why, why? They need to be better. Why, they, why uh, someone can't go in his ear? There's, there's been two fouls there. You've played the advantage. Are you sure you don't need to give a second booking? And you then you don't get the situation with the second foul? But as I say, like, I, I think there needs to like be a... I wouldn't be surprised, because obviously every summer then they, they review the rules. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that type of foul was picked up on. I think, I think they're it, trying to... It seems to, to be happening a lot. Yeah, now. and it's not just to Wolves, but, you know, well, I still see it. It's it, it's not cheating, but, like, just don't make it so obvious. It's, it, I think that's yeah. what annoyed mm. me about both of Dan Burns' fouls, is that it was, he's gone past me, I'm just going to have to kick him. It's, and, the, it's the take it for the team challenge, and that, that's that's what it is, I think. But, like, um, but it's endangering a, a, an opposition mm. player. But like, look you at, look at but, Son for yeah. Spurs and what happened there, and that could quite easily happen to Trey Allray, because he's just being kicked. It's yeah. nothing, it's no attempt yeah. for the ball. It's literally, I just need to stop him no matter how. Yeah, but like you look at someone, let's say like Matinho, who's a bit of a master of the dark arts, doesn't have to kick people, um, you know, up in the air to get the foul. There's other ways of stopping someone. A uh, shirt pull, yeah, yeah, just little simple you know what things. I mean? like, yeah. Just have a little bit of smarts about you, not to actually, you know, effectively go out and try and injure a player. Um, it does sort of rile me slightly. Yeah. But... Would it have made a difference if Brighton were down to ten men, or would it have just made them put you know nine More men behind on the ball? Yeah, yeah, yeah and absolutely. you know it, it's frustrating, but I think you know that's if I think it's sort of a it's an indictment of how the game went. But that's the only thing that we can really talk about in the second half. I think one thing <laughs> um, I think yeah. one thing we will need to touch on though. Um, we talked about Jota and, and, and our goals briefly. I think we've got to talk about the goals that we conceded. You know, perhaps just just briefly to touch on. There's a couple of things in here, and by all means, have a have a mull over this. Um, one is um, is it uber critical uh, to uh, criticise Patricio, for example, with the first goal in terms of his standing, or is it just a, a you know a simple hit and you know volley where you know he was allowed no um, time? And also the other element to that is it's not the first time, and this isn't highlighting Cody. Well, it actually is, isn't it? Where there's that long ball. And it's kind of that run on. Um, so, what were your thoughts in terms of the goals that we conceded? 
is that fair criticism in terms of uh, you know uh, I'm sure that's something that's been looked at as a warm weather training as we speak um, but yeah what were your thoughts on the goals that we, we conceded in? Last week I gave a rare mention of praise to Connor Cody I know I do slate him a little bit too much probably at times but he was he had one thing to do this weekend and that was track the run of Morpé and, and look, more pay is no slouch, but at the same time, I would expect Conor Cody to be the first one there to be in front of him and get the ball across. And he did nothing. He was just sort of stood vaguely next to him as he takes a free shot from 20 yards out. It yeah, awful. It, when, when that ball's hit, he's kind of between hell and high water, isn't he? His positioning is he's neither here nor there. And then I, 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 I don't think he's expecting the shot at all. That's, that's not, not to say, you know... He was trying to position himself better for then the run he's about to make. However, you know, he's not close enough to his man to to impact him shooting. He's not further away enough to like then block his run and be able to position himself if he was to go for a run. It's it's hard with that one. You know, his, his positioning isn't great and it allows a goal. And the second, the second, uh, the equaliser, sorry, not the equaliser, at 2-1, um, it's not just Cody that, that he's kind of, isn't looking after the the runner no. there, but as but the, the captain, as captain, you know, yeah. it's his responsibility to set up the man and and to be the one at least that's got the eye to track the man, and he's nowhere to be seen. So it's a, it was a poor show, really. Should be marshalling the guy who was at the back post. I can't remember which one it was. I think he might have been Gross. So really, Cody should be the one who is coming across to mark the extra man in the yeah. box. Yeah, and, mean, and he wasn't. He did nothing. At the end of the day, it's still a sort of a midfield runner. And it's probably a slight fault in our system that actually you're relying on Nevis and Matinho as well to get back and defend the, the the man coming in. And they do look they are a bit all at seas. Um but as you say, it, it it's surely Cody's kind of role to make sure that everyone's there. Yeah, like, I, I he's the know. sweeper, he should be sweeping yeah. the shit yeah, up. And, and like, part of me like looks at the first goal and you go he's pushing him away from goal. He's, well, just on the edge of the box or so. And is Mapai left-footed or is he right-footed? Because, like, in my head, he was right-footed. I might be completely... I think he's predominantly right-footed. But... So, you know, you're showing him onto your weaker foot away from goal. It's, it's a great strike. Um, but, you know, it's almost like a bit of a basic, isn't it? Just get in front of the, the ball and the goal. Yeah, um, he's, al- he's yeah. allowed his man to have the shot, and that's that's the crime that, there, I yeah. suppose. It's more, I, I don't feel anywhere near as passionate about the first goal than I do the second in terms of a major error. Yeah, um, I think it's one where I don't think it's major blunders, but I think you can de- you can deconstruct that things haven't got they're, they're preventable goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think for sorry, <coughs> sorry. I'm just going to move on to Patricia. That first goal. His positioning isn't great, mm. but he has taken it so early, it doesn't give him a chance to set himself. Because yeah. I presume at that point, surely Patricio's thinking, do I stay on my line? If he takes a touch, then obviously he's got the whole of the goal to aim for. So I suppose he's caught in two minds, but as the keeper, when you're caught in two minds, it's a little bit more dangerous than when you're playing as an outfield player. So I don't wholly blame him, but he possibly could have done better. I think... I think he, uh, Patricio, had 
put some um, put some money in the bank, so to speak. He, he'd earned a blunder or two yeah. Um, yeah. in the last, and you know, if, if it wasn't for some dazzling goals and, and Traore, and you know, he he would be. I think it's been alluded to um, yeah. in the past. You know, he'd put on man of the match performances quite a lot recently. Mm. So I think we can allow him that that game. And, yeah. and you know, some of the performances he's been putting in. If it wasn't um, a you know, Portuguese international with loads and loads of caps, and it was Will Norris that were putting in these performances. We'd, you know, match of the day, would be doing a five to ten minute piece on him. Yeah. So yeah. I think we overlook yeah. sometimes how good Patricio has been recently. So the rest think, of the game, he was yeah, yeah, perfectly great. You know, he's normal self, but it was just that that one shot. Okay, so all in all, I think we're relatively happy. I would say yeah. with, with a point. Delighted for for Jota, um, and and there are some you know things to work on at the back. Other than Jota, because I think you'd be hard-pressed to argue with a man of the match of wise. Anyone else, very briefly, you want to mention that stood out? There was three that, I would like to say, Traore and Doherty, I thought down the right, that they, they were solid. They looked really good, that's what you want to say. And Johnny, again, yeah. had a solid game. He's, he's really, really Mr. Consistent, isn't he? Yeah. Now? You know, he's having a hand in both goals and, you know, his outlook, He's really started, you know, in, well, I say improving. It, it was good to begin with, but it's really having an impact now. Yeah. He's, to use a cliche, call me soon as he's, the, the, you know, the, one of the first on the team sheet now. Mm, yeah. You know, you can't really see how, you know, Van Agrey would would come in ahead of him yeah. at this point in time. I, I love that picture of him where he's uh, just after Josh has scored yeah. and he's just eyeballing him. He thought, is he going to kiss him there? I was going to say, like, <laughs> is, he, is he that passionate? Is he going to give him a small hit him? Like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I love that. That was great. Okay, so um, we're going to shortly preview uh, the Besiktas game. Uh, so we'll be back after this. Hey, everyone. It's David here. Now, you already know by now if I'm on the show or I'm not on the show. And my voice is here. Oh, you know, one of those silly ghost things. Anyway, I'm just here to say um, we've got a lovely website. And our friends over at Pixel Yeti Media do that. And if you're looking for web design or your business needs a new logo or a bit of marketing... Go take a look at pixelyetimedia.com. Uh, and also, they're not just web designers. They're also a creative agency that cover all your design needs, from websites to brochures and signage to marketing, logo design, and branding. So take a moment after this podcast and go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com. Okay, so this Thursday, or depending on time you're listening to the recording, um, we've got um, our last fixture in the group stages against the Cetus at home. Um, in terms of the context of the game, I think we know in terms of where we are potentially going to be placed in the group. We know the fixture schedule coming up. We know it's been very much um, mentioned, the 42 hours between uh, City and Liverpool, for example. Um with the result not being as paramount, I think it's more, I would say, about performances and players getting, um, you know, perhaps a 90 minutes they've not had recently. What do you want from the game and who do you think needs a game on Thursday? Um, so what are you expecting in terms of the team, not to, to the man? Um, and who do you think perhaps needs a game and maybe needs this one uh, aside um, as we head into this next fixture congestion? I'm not expecting it to be wholesale changes because that's not normally Nuno's way. He at least likes to keep the back four relatively set, doesn't he? Mm. But then again, that said, maybe he might give John Ruddy a run out thinking about it. Might give Kilman a 
maybe Kilman. Well, yeah, Kilman, I suppose, um, has been his European centre-half, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's most likely going to be some of the most, you know, players who have been on the bench. So maybe you might give Finagra an out, Catrone. Um, Neto, I think. And Neto as yeah. well. Because, um, you know, our squad's kind of not quite deep enough to, you say, change 12 players, you know. We won't be able to probably give Trail Ray a rest. Not if he doesn't give, you know, um, Jota a rest. Or yeah, means he won't we've only give... really got three for the two yeah. positions, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, so, so we've got yeah. five fighting for three positions. So, you know, there's always going to have to be at least one of them has to play that extra mm. game. Mm. For me, um, I actually think this is much more of an important game than I think people are giving credit to for the players, not necessarily for mm. Nuno, in that this is the last Europa League game until February. Apart from United in the Cup, in the FA Cup, no league fixture, league cup fixtures. So this is going to be one of two games before the, 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 the January transfer window closes where some of these players are going to have a chance to have an impact before we really look seriously at where we need to replace players. So if Catrone wants to be in and around the first team on a regular basis, he has to do well in this game. Um, and I think players like Morgan Gibbs-White and, and Kilman and Neto, Vinagra, these players need to put in um, a star performance in order to be considered for the upcoming months before February because Nuno is going to be in this unfamiliar territory this season where we're having one game a week. What is this? We're going to be bored all week, mm-hmm. you know, because we don't have two to three games, you know, in seven days to think about. So I think it's actually a really important game for some of the players where they need to put in a performance. Otherwise, we're not going to see them until February time when we've got to think about rotation again. I think that's a fair comment. Yeah, not to put the pressure on, guys, if anyone's listening. <laughs> yeah, I think um, it, it, it's almost a bit of a win-win situation. Yeah, Wolves, 100%. Isn't it? Because actually, if we win and Braga win, then, you know, we're still in the same Nothing position. changes, yeah. Uh, but if we win... You know, we still need to get the win to be within a chance of being top seed. And, you know, Wolves don't really have a, that much of a losing mentality. And you can't yeah. almost be a professional. I was going to say, apart from the Villa game, you know, Wolves, they don't want to go into games with the idea that, well, actually, you know what? It doesn't matter really. Because they've built up a real good, um, you know, steady momentum. Um, you know, with this unbeaten run, and you know, to be honest, if we get a draw, I'm I'm content enough with that. I'd like us to win, but you know, if it's if we end up drawing, but actually all our players are fit for Sunday. Yeah, there's a, there's a bigger picture in this one, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't quite the same as before the Braga game, where it was there was a definite um, two camp fan cast view where it was I wanted to go all guns blazing and and it didn't quite felt the same around the room partially because I'd spent hundreds of pounds to go over there but um, yeah. <laughs> um, but whereas this game you know it is a win-win scenario when we get players that can have a run out and you know will hopefully dazzle and we get to rest players for what is a huge game and I think, um, you, you know, know the, the fact we've already played Besiktas and beaten them on their own patch actually we know that they're they're good but they're not you know 
anything to really write home about. Um, have, you know, have they I'll be even picked a point yet in the group stages. Uh, ooh. Um, I, I don't I know. They're really I struggling. They're, they're, yeah. I think they're struggling domestically as well. They are aren't definitely they? struggling domestically. Um, yeah. They brought in a new coach in the summer. Um, so no, I think we've got to be confident. And I would, I would echo what you said there. And I think there's a really good point raised there in not, yeah, potentially last chance saloon in terms of players going into the uh, new year wanting to feature. Then it's a great opportunity for them to state their case. Um, moving on to domestic um, uh, game the weekend, of course, we mentioned there Tottenham. A lot's changed, I guess, really, since this game was sort of um, announced at the start of the season. And uh, Tottenham obviously started the season pretty much how they finished last season, uh, which wasn't great. Um, they've got a manager by the name of Mourinho, who you may be aware of. <laughs> yeah, um, in charge. And... I don't want to say the new manager bounce because I just think I'll let you guys take this on up. I just think they're a bloody good side. I watched them at the weekend. What are your thoughts about the Spurs game the weekend? But I mean, I watched the Spurs game on the weekend as well, and yeah, they look shit hot up front. But at the back, you think, well, you could get us some here. And isn't that our wheelhouse as well? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I mean that that game was it five nil in the end? Did it finish against Burnley? Yes. It could easily have been five all the, the chances that Burnley missed hitting the bar and you know, they, they had some good chances and I think a Jimenez or a Jota could they could really exploit Spurs and they can be got at, but they are playing with so much more confidence than they were, you know, a month prior under um Pochettino. Rich, any thoughts on Spurs? Uh, I, I like them and I think it's one of them where when they're on it veil on it. It's mm. the same with any Mourinho side, isn't it? Actually, when he gets those wheels in motion and he gets those players performing, like Deli Alley, who's been sort of, you know, MIA for the last six to 12 months, that they were forced to be reckoned with. But, I think as they showed in his second game in charge, they're they're only human. Um, and actually... We, we showed last year against them that we gave them a very good game at home. We beat them away from home and we've shown against, again, the good teams this year that, you know, we cause as many questions for them as they will cause us. And, you know, I think especially down the fullback positions for them, I, I'd, I'd be worried. Um, you know, there's areas that can be exploited. As Andy said, their, their back line isn't really that great. Um, they've got a bit of a goalkeeper situation as well mm. I think if Wolves play it sensibly I think you know they've got opportunity here yeah absolutely and you know let's not forget uh, a lowly mid-table team called Man United beat them recently so <laughs> there's no reason you know and it, in all seriousness for the, the reasons that you just mentioned you know defensively isn't that what we love someone coming at us and then we can hit them on the break and a, you know a fit Traore um, you know if he can at least only do sixty minutes um, on on um, on Thursday night. That's going to be. That's, it must be salivating at the chance of of going against that back line and that keeper yeah. situation. So yeah, there's there's absolutely no reason why we can't come away with something from the game. Um, it will just be how organised Spurs are at the back because isn't you know that's Mourinho's thing, isn't it? They're very very mm. organised and disciplined, and that will be you know he'll know through all of his experience, how we will want to play that game. And it's how he sets up. But isn't isn't that just wonderful in that 
I already know that he's worrying about us. Yeah, yeah. Like, how often can we say that? Like, a manager of Mourinho's stature is going to be worrying about how Wolves are playing and he's going to set his team up to, yeah. for us. Mm. I was going to say, because you know he will get Deli Alley to do, do... He will get Deli Alley to do a job on Moutinho. Um, yeah. And make sure that he, he nullifies our midfield. He'll put players like Dyer and Domule. You know, he'll break up that midfield mm-hmm. and make sure he kind of wins it in the air as he knows where we can exploit teams and you know there'll, there'll be there'll be a few fouls on Troy already but opposite to Brighton there'll be really niggly fouls before we can get you know start the juggernaut do you know what I mean and yeah. I think that yeah. that's going to be the difference but you know Wolves aren't scared of anyone I think that's the yeah but I do think that that battle in the midfield that's going to be it's going to be a war of attrition in there. Yeah, because yeah. I think they will go with three in the middle. Yeah, and up against our two, that's going to be. A, and I think they'll probably try and shit out it because if you go with Eric Dyer, you go with the shit house anyway, yeah. aren't you? So <laughs> yeah, that's going to be their style. It's going to be like you say, it's going to it's break it, it up and then you know it's it just going to be up to sort of Doty and then Donker to limit Son and essentially Sace and. Cody to handle Kane. Um, yeah. Do you think, and it's slightly going back to the Christmas thing way at the start, is this the time of year now where players are getting in their yellows to get that little that little I think Christmas it's getting and, close. And I think New there's year a couple break. of is games. That, you know, give a little stick yeah. foot out for when Son's running past our... I mean, Sa- I mean Sa- do you think Sace's annoyed because he's already done his <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, yeah, he hasn't worked that out well, has he, to be no, fair? No, And just in closing then for the Spurs games, let's do some predictions then. What are we saying, Rich? I will start, because um, I definitely thought of it. Uh, I'm going to go 1-1. Okay. Andy? I think this is probably the most difficult game to to predict, because... That's why you I, get I, paid the big bucks for, yeah. Andy. I could, see it, <laughs> I could see it going absolutely any way, but I do think there'll be goals. I'm going to go with 2-2 again. Okay. Finally, Matt? My, my, well, I initially wanted to go 1-1, one, one for the, so for the sake of... Variety. I, I do think this is a bridge too far. So yeah. I'm going to go 2-1 Spurs, sadly. Okay, and I'll end that with a... Yeah, I, I really want to book the, the last trend of Matt, but I'm kind of with Matt. I think they're doing bloody good. Um, but I, I, I'm kind of, yeah, in that camp, so I'll go 1-0 defeat. But we shall see. Right, okay, it's quiz time now. So here we, here we are. Um, by all means, gents, assemble... Whatever you need to assemble while I get the questions up. Thanks again to Dan um, for getting in, t- getting in touch. That sounds ridiculous. As if he's, as, as, as if he's um, yeah, not part of the group. No, Dan, a fancast regular and just quiz extraordinaire has amazing he's got the questions for I us again Tim, Tim Spears who was on last week's mm. episode I think he quite enjoyed trying to figure out Dan's brain yeah and I think as, as anyone who hopes says <laughs> by all means and I know you've been doing it on social media for you guys listening um, get in touch let us know how you get on and um, yeah so we shall go onwards so okay first question last season Spurs lost their first Premier League game at Wembley after taking the lead versus Wolves. But what was the last league game that Wolves led and lost? So obviously last season, that was their first defeat when they uh, were leading. But from a Wolves perspective, what was the last league game 
that we're in the lead and then lost. Let me know because there's air here when you're locked in. I'm locked in. Okay. Yeah. I think there's been one more recent than this. Oh, mine is I eight. know this one. Mine is Don't need the score line, I guess, really. Just Damn. the, uh, yeah. Okay. Do you want to reveal or show yourself whatever you want to do? I think we're waiting on Matt. Okay. No, carry on. Yeah. No, I don't know. Just, just take. <laughs> okay, yeah. um, I've gone forest. Okay, that's incorrect. <laughs> yeah, I've gone, I thought so. <laughs> it's meant. It's, we, we we didn't lead against Huddersfield, did we? At one point, I thought Huddersfield but no, lost. That was two nil and a one nil loss. Mm. I've gone for Cardiff. I know we were one nil up oh, and yeah. lost, but I, I think there might have been one since. That's correct. Oh wow! Cardiff away two one last season. So. Bit of pen and paper here. If you can hear in the background, that will be one for Andy. Okay. So, a uh, uh, okay. Next one. So in December 2006, Wolves lost 5-2 away to Spurs with ex-Wolf Robbie Keane scoring a hat trick. I hated that. He did the whole not celebrating thing. It was horrible. Anyway, who scored our goals that day? So just to recap, because I went on the tandem there. December t- <laughs> t- uh, t- uh, 2006, we lost 5-2 away to Spurs. Ex-Wolf Robbie Keane scored a hat-trick, but who scored the goals for Wolves that day? It's those two goals that we replied. I'm locked Ooh. in with a unearned level of confidence. Okay. <laughs> I've gone for two players. I'm, just like, I'm going for it, but I'm pretty sure they're both wrong. I'm oh. almost certain he's wrong. I know that They've scored in games against mm. Spurs, but I don't think it was these games. I put three answers there and then realised <laughs> you only scored two goals. <laughs> um, okay. Are we all ready? Yeah. yeah. I've gone Cameron and Kennedy. Mm-hmm. I've gone for Ray and Court. Oh, I've gone, way, I've gone way, way out. I also went for over. Cameron, which I know isn't <laughs> right. Uh, There's one too many. I've gone Dave Jones and Kevin Dorp. I'm on the wrong, completely the wrong era. Okay. The wrong era. Yeah, you're about five years. Yeah, I am. I just realised because I, I just remember that I know those are the games. I mean, I, I won't say in case it's a question, but no, I know. Yeah. I can't, I can't criticise. Man, I can't. Uh, if anybody's listening to the, my past record, it's yeah. shite. Um, okay, so somebody in the room got one of the goal scorers correct, um, and that was Andy. Because the goal scorers that day were Paulins and Alex Ray. So, I don't think you get anything because you didn't get on both. Yeah, I do. We normally do one <laughs> one per... Uh, yeah. if, if it's a multiple, we normally do I mean, I'm feeling like Andy's no. made a pretty good Christmas. head start here. No. I don't, I don't <laughs> feel me he doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't need a half point. Okay. So, um, I'm reading this question for the first time. Um, on the 6th of March, 2011, Wolves had a slobber knocker of a free-free draw with Spurs at Molyneux. But can you name the three strikers on our bench that day? 6th of March, 2011, free free draw. Three strikers were on our bench that day. Who were they? Was that the Dean? Was that the, 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 yeah. the tribute, tribute game? Yeah. I, I recently, because I wrote that article, the the blog on the Fancast website about my Wolves ghost, Dean Richards. Amazing, so yeah. I recently rewatched that game. But I'm going to say we need all three no... to get a correct score. <laughs> right. So let me know when you're locked in. Um. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I'm 
going. I'm going. He's gone for changes, so I've, I'm I'm going the first teamers. Okay. Uh, the air of like, anticipation. Like there's at least. Oh, it's got to be like a little booby trap in here, isn't there? I think there's like a... <gasps> like Colin Larkin, <laughs> kind of. I'm getting rid of one. And oh no, I'm not getting rid of no because he would have played. Oh bollocks. Um, or do you go with your first thing? It's yeah, kind yeah, of, not, it's kind not, of not, like not, when you go yeah. for a meal or should have ordered that old now. Um, okay, Rich, go for it. Okay, I've gone got? Seb, Vokes and Doyle. Okay. I've gone for the same three. I've gone for Seb. <laughs> I've gone for Seb, Doyle and Griffiths. Bit of a mixed bag oh. there in terms of answers, but unfortunately nobody's got all three. Oh. <laughs> um, and the one that was missing there was Stephen Fletcher. So I thought he was going to... I thought he, he started. started. So, yeah. it was, so it was Stephen Fletcher, Ebanks Blake... And Griffiths. Did he go Ward? Griffiths. No, Mr. Contour. Yeah. Three that, that is... A, that, I'm, it was three of those on the bench. It seems crazy, doesn't mm. it? But hey, there we go. Um, I like how Dan kind of goes topical and pop culture in his questions. And this My one is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, what famous television personality is supposedly a Spurs fan? Share... I love the whole supposedly because that's so subjective. But it's a, this famous television personality, supposedly a Spurs fan, but the Wolves connection is that he shares the surname of a former central midfielder of Wolves. Good God! So it's a television personality that narrows it down, doesn't it? I oh, I don't know whether or not I, it's, it's in my remit to give clues. To be honest, um, I would say. This television personality is not as current as the personality was in the 90s, but Come but on. still pops up now and again. Does the odd documentary? Uh, oh, I've got an idea. <laughs> Number six, Theroux. No, okay. Um, <laughs> so, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll, leave, I'll leave it at that. With, again, comfort with... Unconfident. If you get this right, Dan's going to bollock me for giving you a clue. I know, but I'm sorry, Dan. <laughs> but you know, I want to make it interesting. I'm hosting. I, mean, so. I don't even know if there was a player with this name. Okay. So who, who you gonna, got? Are, are you? Too I'm, I'm, you I'm not going for anyone. I've gone Paul O'Grady. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've gone for well, the, the celebrity. I've gone for Chris Evans, as in Lee Evans. I think that's Ooh. a really good shout, but it's not right. I was going to say, you did work. Yeah, that, yeah. that was the annoying and, thing. Andy would have been on, in my club and gone, what the hell? Um, apparently, and this needs to be very fine. I haven't. I, I can't think of anyone. I thought Pat Sharp was the first okay. celebrity I thought of, but there was the no 90s. player. So. Um, okay. This needs to be very fine. Okay. So, Trevor McDonald. <laughs> and obviously, <laughs> Kevin, oh. Ke- Kevin McDonald. Why couldn't he just say news anchor? Yeah, yeah. In the question there, was 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 he described as a presenter or a personality? He was described as a personality. Mm. I read it word I'd for word. New, I mean, I'd say news anchor. That's kind of why I went with the documentaries because I mean, you you know I mean, he's yeah. usually doing some know. cell block. I say yeah, that. Yeah, would yeah, I have got it if you said TV anchor? So. Um, there yeah. is a tiebreaker, but we don't need it, so you'll have to just wait another time in case we need it, and we can pull that out the tiebreaker draw. Um, I think we'll finish up on Twitter corner then, if we may. Um, so we had a few questions that came in, so thank you so much for getting in touch with us and get in touch with us across all social media platforms any time in the week, and we can always um, tie them up for 
future episodes as well. So thank you so much for getting in touch. I've got to ask this one because it kind of is a bit of a synonymous with the fan cast because it mentions, uh, you know, having a cup of tea. Jaffa cake, would you dump that in your brew? Is a Jaffa cake allowed? No? No. No. It's a cake. Don't cake. Well, that's, well, that's, that's a question, question itself. It's, no, it's, it's a cake. It's how it goes. Um, it's how it goes stale. Defines. Yeah. Because um, biscuits go soft and cakes go hard. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's a better way of putting that. I'm sure. British Jaffa cakes. Is there many Jaffa cakes in the Hobbs household? Will I'd, there be eaten at Christmas? And will they go in your cup of tea or coffee? Um, yes, there are Jaffa cakes, particularly around Christmas, because um, they are nice. Um, will I dunk them? Probably not. I think there's there's more dunkable biscuits anyway. 100%. Yeah. yeah, I feel I feel like you're just dunking for dunking's sake at that point. I'm going to ask a question which isn't on Twitter Corner, but I've put it into Twitter Corner now because it's just kind of made me think about this question. Matchmakers, are they like the Michael Bublé of confectionery? Well, do they you, only come yeah, out Do Christmas. you have matchmakers <laughs> any other time of the year? Mm. I don't think I've ever seen them outside no. of the festive period. And after eight is my matchmaker. Oh, yes. yeah, that, oh. that, that's a little bit more senior. Who do it? So that I'd say. Mm. See, There's I'd a say, new after eight. I'd say after eight on crit. They're festive, so you don't have an after eight in June. No, you'd yeah, have it. True. You'd have it in November. Basically, as soon as the clocks go back, that's that's after eight time. Have you seen the new ones? And it's chocolate. Um, sorry, of course it's chocolate. It's orange and mint flavored. Oh, okay. I don't like the idea. Unless of I said a, mojito, mojito, unless I said a mojito, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not down with fire, that. Fires up some weird. other questions. I've, I, I brought one question with me, mm-hmm. and I might just put it on Twitter, um, or leave it and do to the next one. But do Yorkshire puddings belong on a Christmas dinner? Oh, one hundred percent, they do. Absolutely. But you wouldn't have. Yeah. I, I think in, I think in my scenario, well, whatever you were going to say, you wouldn't have. You York, absolutely would. The, the Yorkshire pudding, the Yorkshire pudding is the plate for me. Everything yeah. goes inside a Yorkshire yeah. pudding. So. But you wouldn't have Yorkshire puddings necessarily with a roast chicken, like Yorkshire yeah, pudding. You would. Are, you would. No, but if you think about, it, they are primarily for beef, aren't they? That, that's that's, that's what usually like posh people with. say. But us communists, <laughs> we've, we've evolved. We're past that. Now. I was going to say, like, I'm, listen, I'm very much on team. Team you Pud. Know, I'm on. I'm on Team YP. Here. Um, yeah, just wanted to sort of. Yeah, because the it's other been one. A discussion because I'm basically I'm I'm cooking Christmas dinner for the first time this year. Oh, okay. And um, try to work out. Just tell them if they don't like it, they can fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen. That's the Christmas spirit, really. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> I mean, they're gonna get eaten. That's almost not the point. But I say it's usually something that's accompanied by beef rather than white meat. So. Is it just we have them at Christmas because they're banging, or any uh, just well, all yeah, year round? To be honest, yeah. I don't even really like they the are Sunday roast. If I'm perfectly honest, they're evergreen for me. But if I'm having one, I'm having Yorkshire puddings. Is okay, it? final couple of questions. One <laughs> Should we do some from the actual listeners? Yeah, yeah. That might be an idea. Well, here's another <laughs> listener in inverted comment comments commas even Adam Price. Um, <laughs> thank you, Adam. Adam from uh, from Bradmer. Uh, he said, as the boy and me are currently playing the retro Sonic games on the iPad, which was the best? One, two, or three? Uh, Off the top of my head, I'm going to say two. Yeah, I've got in my head two for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I think was sure two one you could have Knuckles? No, that was three. three. Two was the first appearance of Tails. Yeah. Yes. That and is, then yeah. three was... Because you could have the, the add-on cartridge where you could actually play as Knuckles as well. Oh, okay. Um, 
showing his stuff, isn't he, yeah. Andy? Showing his stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to try uh, out Sonic. Yet. No. Well, um, just a good job <laughs> Stu's not here. Cause, yeah. um, and I guess a football question as well. Which fan cast member would be the most likely to manage a professional football team? Ooh. That's a tough one, isn't it? Mm, I yeah. think the, I think there's different styles of managers to answer that that question. Um, I would imagine someone like Dan would be a very animated football yeah. manager. <laughs> he would be very much a t- touchline manager. Although I think he would favour, uh, in terms of his approach, he would be shirt, maybe jacket, but he'd probably be have his shirts rolled up, shirt rolled up. That kind of manager. Stu would be tracksuit. There's there's All no day. there's oh, no yeah. there's All no day. doubt about yeah. that. Um, and would probably be more direct in his style of play. Four four fucking two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any other but, candidates? I, I think little Dan. I think he would be the perfect assistant manager who you would send to just shit out the opposition. <laughs> yeah. You'd stand there doing all the manager work and just say, Dan, just go and wind sure, up. Sure, it's just got to be Dave. Let, let's just let's just be straight. He's the it. gaffer. He's got yeah. the, the jackets for it, I imagine. He's the, yeah. yeah. Matt, should we go with Dave? I think we should go with Dave, absolutely. On, on that, um, the whole tracksuit suit thing, I'd, I personally, I'd go for the, like, the mod look, big, thick, like, big, thick Parker jacket. And, and, and oh, all day, yeah. yeah has to be a Parker, Who was the yeah. guy who oh, was a little bit different? Was it the Exeter manager? Yeah, uh, Paul Tidstadt. Thank you, yeah. thank you, yeah. Because you do want something a bit different flat, on the touchline. Flat cap, flat cap yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a walking top man advert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that's about it this week then, gents. So um, just a few thank yous. Thank you to everybody who has listened. Uh, thank you to everybody who connects with us online. Please get in touch if you like the uh, the podcast as well and leave us a review. We'll be very grateful of that. Thank you to you guys for joining. So thank you to Rich. Thank you and good night. And to Andy. It's been a pleasure. And Matt. Take it easy. Thank you. Good night. Good night.